I guess I was pretty horny. What's in the bag? A shark or something? Oh, no, not the beast! God damn it! How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? I'm a vampire. Kill me. Fucking files! Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beaten to you? Pissed! Blood! That's our boy Nicholas Cage. What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? Jesus, <laughs> I threw it at the wrong spot. I was, I was, for some reason, I thought when we started, I thought you were just going to immediately go, GMLA, the thought did cross my mind. You can do it better than I can. It's okay. You did it already. That's okay. <laughs> Let's just do it. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Whoa, there's a third person here. Um, so. You're so awkward already. I no, love it. No, it's it's wonderful. Um, so welcome back to Gone in 60 Seconds. I'm your host, Marta. And I'm Asia. And today we have another college buddy of ours. We only have friends from college, so yeah, sorry. everyone's going to be... Everyone's from Illinois. We have no friends in LA. True. <laughs> so Katie's joining us here from the Oakland area. She drove all the way down. So say hi. Hello, everybody. Oh, she's so I braved the five for you. <laughs> oh my god, that's true. For those of you who understand what that means, that's a lot. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. That's like the most California thing I've ever said. Yeah, the I five. braved the five for you. <laughs> I did it for all of you fans. You did it. So this week, we're very excited. We're doing Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Boom, 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 boom. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, it's some more. Um, <laughs> happy for us. I'm happy for us, too. I want everyone to know that I made meatballs the night I watched it yes. a couple days ago. I, yeah, you posted on it. Yeah, but uh, they don't ever eat meatballs. It's oh, the, they it's don't. the idea that counts. Well, yeah. they go to the restaurant. They eat a steak. Yeah, it's Nick eats a steak at 2 p.m. <laughs> what is a meatball but a condensed steak? <laughs> it was. It's a concept. It's a con- Meatballs are a concept. <laughs> so I just realized um, the movie is technically a 1987 film, mm. but the first time it released in the United States, not at a film festival, but like across the country for you know screenings, mm-hmm. was January 15th, 1988. So okay. I technically have it listed on our list as 1988, and this is all on IMDb. But yeah, I went with that because like some of the some of the things when they're in order, it's like oh, it screened at a film festival at like the end of dis- or like 1987. Yeah, but then it doesn't really release till later, so mm-hmm. that's why it's a little out of order. But it's okay. Anyway. Audiences across America got to enjoy Nicolas Cage in '88. <laughs> It was it was released three days before I was born. Was it really? Yeah, oh I just realized gosh. that. I love. Maybe that's why. That's You're an '88 baby. Uh, yeah. That's I can, that's weird to me. That I'm old. You're not old. I'm just young. Asia's just real baby, and then when I met you, I was also an infant. That's true. Yeah, I raised you. <laughs> it's true. I you met her, and I was older. like, "Whoa, I didn't know." That this was my mommy. <laughs> Are you my mother? <laughs> that book. Yes. It's me, it's me as a cartoon walking up to Katie. <laughs> and you're a little bird. bird. As a yes. bird. Who are you? So Moonstruck. So Moonstruck. This is going to be a rambly, tangenty episode because it's 12.02 in the p.m. 
and we all were double fisting. (laughs) (laughs) I got an IPA and a mimosa. Oh, before we start, I'm so sorry I was gone last week. Yeah. Oh, let's discuss that. I was just gone, you know? I was just working. But she did. She made an appearance in spirit. I was there in spirit. Asia's not dead, guys. Yeah, I mean, Brayden. No, yeah. Isn't it amazing? It's just Brayden's dead now. Yeah, no, we killed him after he's that. He's dead to us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, he's dead to the world because I he's in my trunk. Girl. Yeah. Don't tell them that. <laughs> it's okay. Put the car in a storage unit. <laughs> oh my god, dead, dead to me. me. Uh, okay. <laughs> Everyone watch it. Sorry. Oh, we're, no. We've moved on from Game of Thrones new shows. Right. <laughs> we didn't keep bringing it up. Have you watched Dead to Me? No. I strongly suggest it. It's very good. It's very good. Will it help me move on? Mm-hmm. Literally the last episode of Game of Thrones. I'm spilling everywhere. The last episode of Game of Thrones happened. I had no reaction. I just was like, can we watch Dead to Me again? <laughs> anyway. No words. But now, the best of the best, Moonstruck. I wish I could drum roll. So Katie has seen this movie, like, what? You said, like, 53 times? I've seen it a lot. If a lot. We're going to have an expert. It's Katie. I'm well, glad so that no, you're I'm here. No, I'm not the expert. You I'm are compared to not. us. We've only seen it twice. Yeah. Well, my I watched it when I was, like, 10. Oh. When I was a child. So I know a lot. No, I remember up. a lot of plot points, but very vaguely. But I did just watch it. Right. I have a lot of feelings about it. Oh, yeah. As do we. As an adult, it's, it's quite a different experience, actually. Oh, I bet. I've only experienced this as a, like, a semi-adult. And that was like four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like six hours ago when you watched it. Well, it was like, yeah, that was the second time around, which was great. I mean, me, are you Italian at all? No. Okay. Not even I could, a little. Okay. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I, for me, I love this movie because I am a little bit Italian and from what I know of like the small amounts of Italian family members that I have, like this movie is fucking priceless. And I can't imagine being an Italian, full blown, full blown East Coast Italian. Like I really like the whole movie, Asia and I both times were like, I just want to be her. Yes. I want to yell at men. Oh, a hundred And have them. I want all that I take away from this movie is I would like someone who is persistent and that I yell at. Yes. Me. It's Asia. Oh, shit. <laughs> Asia is my Nick Cage. So much pressure on her, though, to come up with the accent. And this was like her first big break, right? Like her yeah. big acting. I don't think because, I mean, has she really acted in anything else? I, I don't really think so. I don't think she has because she's a you know like pop diva girl right she's a, she's on the other side of the uh the famous spectrum hello well so basically the synopsis of this movie and it is the same um length as finding nemo um is <laughs> an hour and 42 thank minutes you. that's the fact you can take <laughs> i think so away from this podcast you can end everyone. now thank you so much have a good day <laughs> bye everyone that might be cool no, 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 we're, we're not done yet <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna start from the top. Girlfriend. We're gonna start from the top. <laughs> okay, you guys, want let's me to cut? just start over. You, want me to... you wanted to start. Hi, over. welcome to Gone and Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No sooner does Italian American widow Loretta, played by Cher, accept a marriage proposal from her doltish boyfriend Johnny, which is Danny Aiejo. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. Uh, then she finds herself falling for his younger brother Ronnie, played by Nicolas Cage. Our boy. She tries to resist, but Ronnie lost his hand in an accident he blames on his brother, and he has no scruples about aggressively pursuing her while Johnny is out of the country. As Loretta falls deeper in love, she comes to learn that she's not the only one in her family with a secret romance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
so that's the movie. Uh, again, I'm going to probably say this every episode, especially for the movies that are worth watching. If you have not seen Moonstruck, stop now. Go watch it. Oh, yeah. I appreciated Thank that you. because I I have not seen Raising Arizona. Oh, okay. And oh, my when God, it's so good. I was listening to you and Brayden, I was really excited. And I actually stopped the podcast. So I didn't listen to it. Oh, good. Because good. I haven't seen it. I yeah. well, it I figured would ruin the whole thing. We yeah. literally, because that one, Brayden and I were like, each scene is spectacular. And I feel like we're probably going to do it with this one, too. It's so spectacular, it had to be mentioned. So he and I gave, like, a fucking play-by-play. Yes. So I'm glad that you stopped, because it's an outstanding film. I'm excited to listen to it after I thoroughly watch. Yeah. Well, my mom pointed that out. She's like, you need to mention which movies you're going to watch so people can, like, attempt to enjoy Prep them. themselves. Yeah. But also be very homework. clear when it's a movie that people shouldn't watch. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to start I each time. That. I feel like uh, that might be next week's. <laughs> Spoiler. No, no, it's the base of the memes. They have to watch No, everyone it. has to watch Vampire's Sorry, Kiss. Sorry, you guys have to watch Vampire's Kiss. The first time so the first time Asia and I watched Moonstruck, which by the way, you guys, we're almost caught up. After Vampire's Kiss, we're officially oh. seeing things for the first time. Nice. Okay. Um well for most of them. Yeah. But um we watched Vampire's Kiss directly after watching Moonstruck, and I think that's why we hated it so much because Moonstruck <laughs> is a fantastic film. It makes me what? It may, dude, the whole time, every Asia and I have rewound, both times we watched, we rewind the intensity, like, makeout scene, because, like, Nick is so hot in this movie. I, everything, okay. He's balding, for sure. He is balding, for sure, but this is, like, the first time I've really noticed his physical acting, also. Yeah, you Because did. of, like, the weird, like... Like, he's angry, obviously, and he's, like, throwing shit and, like, literally flipping tables and throwing bottles into the air. But then he composes himself and moves his fucking hips forward and does, like, a like a <laughs> hair, oh, a dude, hair slick gross. back. It's so... No, it's funny it's so that gross. you think it's gross because we hot. both were, like, it's so sexy. <laughs> we were, I was like, oh, man, he's about to fucking go into some shit right now. And then he goes into her mouth. Uh. <laughs> Straight in. He just went for it. So you think... Okay, that's interesting because we both are very moved like erotically by Nick in this movie just, and it sounds like you're not I feel like I have the same feeling towards it that I have like if I'm standing in line at a Vons and I see like a romance <laughs> novel next to me and I'm like just gonna try to flip through it and find like the good parts like while I'm waiting I've never done that oh sorry that sounds a, like no, that's something to. that you do weekly I do it often <laughs> but I, I just I just want to find the good juicy bits and I feel like the movie the whole movie is a good juicy bit of a bad romance novel. <laughs> yeah. So here's a fun fact that I just read. Apparently Nick Cage did this interview, and maybe you read it too, but he claims to have like wanted to do like punk movies. This was the like the quote. He wanted to be doing more like punk inspired movies, and he quote could not believe he did a romantic comedy and like sort of defended it, and that's why he did vampire. Vampire's Kiss? Yeah. Um, that most people haven't. So he decided to just turn a corner and be like, fuck this. That's wow. interesting. That's funny because literally I, I tweeted last night mm-hmm. that like the last three movies of like Peggy Sue Got Married, Raising Arizona, Moonstruck, that's like a sweet spot. And then Vampire's Kiss is like when you're riding a roller coaster and there's like a fucking corkscrew and then you fucking get whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically exactly what this article was explaining about how he was like appalled by the fact that he did this movie, even though it was it's incredibly- so good. How is he appalled by this and not Peggy Sue got married? <laughs> or well, anything else he's okay. ever done. But that's right. really funny because I remember I, I heard another interview 
Oh, the just, GQ one. Br- yeah, just yeah. like briefly talking about Moonstruck, where he's like, Cher saw this movie, this awful movie I was in called Peggy Sue Got Married, and she somehow, for some reason, wanted to do Moonstruck with me. And so it was like a it was sh- like two ma- movies later. Yeah. yeah, it was like two movies later, and they were both good. <laughs> they were both great. And he claims that the only reason he did it was because his agent like bullied him into it. Oh, really? Well, his agent had a better fucking like course of action than him. Right, obviously. because this, like, this movie's knew. great. <laughs> They, I mean, the, the both of them being Italian, Italian as hell is so good. It's awesome. It makes for a very like, and I know I'm jumping way ahead because yeah. the whole thing is like there's a, this backdrop of La Boheme in the opera and being mm-hmm. very the, like theater-esque and like mm-hmm. dramatic. And by the end of the movie, it really feels like they're watching a stage play. Yeah. Totally. Well, it was written that way. It was oh, written. it was? Okay. Yeah, the writer actually sense. admitted, see, this is, I was nervous, so I did so much research. No, no that's perfect. great. We didn't do any. So, <laughs> let's jump in, fellas. Uh, the writer, like, talked about how the fact that he knew he was writing in a way that people don't actually talk. Oh. It, so it's more poetic. And he okay. knew that. And he won an award for it. I think he was up for, it was, it had, a, it was up for screenwriting something or other like screen actors guild or some shit i don't know one of them a golden globe (laughs) (laughs) the emmys the emmys everybody i don't work in this industry maybe we should have made it had a quick caveat oh i don't work in this industry and i know nothing about film we're not always gonna have people who do brayden just happens to work on set so we had him yeah but you're what are you what do you do again I'm a career counselor at a university. We love. And Good. they love it so much. I'm happy. Yeah. You're staying relevant, dude. Somehow. How, hip. how can you not? Yeah. It's, well, he's the, Nick punching. Cage is timeless. Like, he, dude, he just screamed that while we were watching this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. Because she was like, how old is he in this? And I was like, well, if timeless. it's right after Moonstruck. He's like 24. He's like, he's like 24 during this film. Like 23, 24. And he's like, he's timeless. He is timeless because yeah. he looks like not, he's 45. Not, yeah, but he, now. He's always looked like he's 45. Yeah. And the problem is he's 51 and he looks like he's 80. <laughs> oh, baby. He looks like he's 60. No, it's fine. But the thing is, is college students don't really know Nicolas Cage. I feel like I no. talked about him my whole life. Mm-hmm. He's definitely like, like an I early think, 2000s. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think me and Asia are like the cutoff of yeah. like who Nick Cage well, I mean, even to us, like, as we're watching this, like, I did not grow up on Moonstruck. We didn't see a lot of the 80s movies. So as we've been watching them, like, we're realizing for the first time that, like, he was the hunk of Hollywood. And that's why all the moms love him. Because yeah. that's what they knew of him. And then he's went on to do other shit. It's so weird, though. Yeah. Like, he's receding hairline and the droopy <laughs> eyes. And, and the, the teeth. The teeth, you guys. In this movie specifically. They're, oh, they're, they're not as bad as they've been. Valley Girl, by far takes the fucking oh, yeah, win on the tombstone, t- teeth. tombstone teeth but he but <laughs> I, I laughed so hard when I so many teeth. so many people have texted me like yo the tombstone teeth it's in my brain permanently whenever i meet anybody or see a photo with somebody with bad teeth like that i'm gonna think tombstone teeth. bless it's true because you're just like i was here like a crow <laughs> sounds like we're talking about frozen pizzas but we're not <laughs> no I'm talking about the result of tombstone pizza <laughs> Speaking of Italian pizzas, um, how when I, the moon? moon yeah. I was gonna say, how does I can't even remember. I, we just watched this like seven hours ago, but how does this movie begin? It's the restaurant scene. 
Uh, oh yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was I think it's basically like we we kind of get introduced to Cher and her now fiance slash boyfriend and they not have fiance yet. Not fiance yet. Soon to be. In the first far fiance. Like, Fiance. Fiance. Yes. And all oh. of the all the restaurant people know that he's gonna propose and Cher is like oblivious to she, it. But Cher is like so ambivalent to the entire experience with She's him. She's so good. She's just talking in her really good Italian accent. It's so good. Mine. No, I that can hear it. Pretty it's good. pretty good. Yeah. I'm gonna stop doing that now because I know too many Italian people who are gonna <laughs> listen to this. One in particular. Dom Diaz <laughs> Oh hell. Our Nick Cage specialist. <laughs> Yeah, who hasn't even seen this movie? So if he says shit, fuck him. Yeah, you dumb. <laughs> you heard it. No, that's. I mean, it's funny because you're right. Because the opening scene sh- sets up one the comedy within the dialogue because this whole film has got very strong comedic. Like one of our roommates was watching My Big Fat Greek Wedding the other day, and then <laughs> we watched immediately right after Moonstruck, and it just made me laugh because. I'm both Greek and Italian, and, like, both of those characteristics and stereotypes are so strong. And I feel like Greeks, Italians, and Jewish families all have, like, very strong similar personalities, but very their own. And so, like, watching this movie in particular resonates with me, but it's interesting because the opening scene not only depicts how upfront, blunt, and, like, intense Italians are, especially in this time period and in New York, but also how close-knit the community is because like you said like everybody in the restaurant is super italian it's like johnny's gonna propose to uh what's her fucking loretta tonight he said he's gonna give me the signal like that's gonna give me the signal i'm gonna bring out the cake yeah exactly (laughs) he didn't even have a fucking ring but it's just funny because he's like he's like will you like this is the opening he's like johnny's like will you marry me and she goes why are you not down on one knee? Like, yeah, where, yeah, where, yeah. No, she's like, where's the ring? Yeah, where's the ring? Like, there's going to be a ring. There's got to be a ring. She doesn't even react to the actual proposal. No. She just says, why are you not on one knee? Yeah, she's and where's like, the ring? And where's the ring? Also, why was he not on one knee? And where was the ring? Right. Well, it's, it's, it just shows that Johnny's a fucking mess. He is a mess. And he's, he's so skittish. And like, even her dad is like, Johnny's a wuss. Yeah, like, he's like, I don't like him. I don't like him. He's, oh. he's a pussy. <laughs> Sidebar, yes. because I did so much research. The guy who played Johnny, whose name you can't pronounce, yeah. and I'm not even going to try, uh, <laughs> admitted that like he hated his character. Oh, really? Yeah, like he's a in, big baby. Yeah, he's a big uh, wimp. Like a big fucking baby. But he played it so well. But he, that, I mean, I feel like I've seen that actor before, and he definitely like should play a more like, dark, ominous, corrupt political man. Like that's his character type. But in this, he literally like scream sobs and is like such a fucking pussy. That even his mom is like dismissive <laughs> she's, of him. She's wait, dying. Wait. Okay, so plot points. First of all, Cher is a widow. I'm sorry, Loretta. 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 Oh well, this is Loretta. in the whole. Well, this is in the whole. Like in the proposal, she goes, "You know my last marriage." Oh, I can't not. I've, I want to no, do. I do it. I do it. I do it. I'm gonna do it too. And yeah. I'm super white. You guys, let's do it for the rest of the episode. We'll do it okay. for the rest of the episode. The rest of the episode. So she goes, "You know, I was married, and it was." bad luck because he got hit by a bus oh yeah she's because like, the one he other didn't thing, get on his knee the one other thing that they set up in the beginning is she's very very why uh, are we so jersey i, I don't know <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sinking into no, a bad I, part i got it uh she's very um what's it called super not supernatural she's uh superstitious superstitious and yeah. she's all about like luck and she was like i wanted to wait to have children and then he died and then 
when fuck, I can't remember why he specifically is going to his mother. Is it so like, she's dying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he proposes. He gets on one knee, which is most awkward. Well, it's hard to pick out the most awkward knee. scene in this movie because I think most of it is awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred. The premise of the movie is awkward. Yeah. But uh, he gets on the knee, gives her his pinky ring, yep. which, by the way. It's one of my favorite things that she wears his fucking pinky ring the entire movie. Yeah. Oh my God. But like, she's like, okay, yeah, sure. She, she's like, I'll take it. Yeah, let's do it. But she, but her whole point is that, yeah, she's trying to like, she's superstitious because her first yeah. husband, she's yeah. like, I'm not lucky. And he, you know, we didn't do it properly. We didn't get married in a church. We got married at the courthouse. He didn't get down on one knee. He didn't have a ring. She's like, if we're going to do this, I have to do this right. And like redeem myself. Yeah. And so that's why she says sure. And then he goes shortly thereafter to the, his Sicily. mother. Yeah, his, I was gonna say the mother country. I think it's Sicily um, because his mother is on her deathbed. But he's like, hey, I want you to invite my brother, my brother Ronnie, if Ronnie and if Johnny. We're gonna, if we're gonna do this right, we gotta have Ronnie at the wedding. Yeah, and so he's like, we have the, bad blood. That's like the weirdest plot point too, because they're in the car and she's driving. By the way, which I think is kind of like. She's oh, just, on the way to the she airport? wears the pants in every yeah. scenario, but they're driving. No, on the way back from the restaurant after they decide they're going to get married, she's like, let's get married in a month. And he's like, I got to go see my ma. She's dying. And she's like, fine, go to Sicily. We're getting married in a month. Right. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's But insane. like, they're just not excited about being engaged at all. No. no, they're like not even like, she's like, cool, great. Let's do it. Because she's like, not in love with him. No. That, well, because she goes home, she tells mm-hmm. her dad. And first, and this is the first note that I took. She gets home after dropping him off at the airport or whatever, which is like, did they, did they literally get dinner? He was like, let's get married, and I'm going to the airport yeah, to go like, see my dad. I think that well, because we it. find out later that he proposed because his mom was dying. Yeah, and then now that she's living, he's like, I want to be. Married. Wait, you just spoiled. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. We're jumping so far. I'm sorry. Gonna die. She's fine. For those of you who are worried, Johnny's mom is. she's more than okay but so she goes she goes back to her house where she is again super stereotypical italian where it's three generations of family living in one house it's her parents her grandfather with nine dogs oh my god so amazing and and uh and herself and she tells her father and the first note i took was italian father asleep in chair face in chest so accurate because my dad, the Italian Greek man that he is, every time you come home, he's asleep next to a lamp in a chair, face in his chest, just snoring. And I was like, wow, that's the Italian father. <laughs> but she wakes it's him just up. All dads. And oh, I said, the Italian hand talking is too good because they're constantly like the hand Moving gestures around. Are, it's so fucking good. Like whenever, whenever we're in Little Italy, my dad will get out of the car and ask another Italian for directions. And my brother and I are always cracking up in the car because. We don't see what they're saying, but their hands are going fucking nuts. <laughs> and we're like, this is so good. But so he's like explaining. She's like, I'm I'm getting married. He's like, why are you doing this? He's like, let's go wake up your mother. And so they go wake her up. And her mom is wait, wait, wait. the best. Drum roll. Olympia Dukakis. I love her. Okay, I was like, she's super famous. I couldn't remember her name. She's fantastic. She's brilliant. She's gorgeous. She is this movie. Like, that is the reason that I think that my family watched it and why I watched it so many times. Because of Olivia? She. This was her breakout performance. She oh, was it? I don't think that she had done... I mean, she had a career, but yeah. this... She, she won Best Actress. 
Oh, I didn't know that. She won an Academy Award. Oh, shit. For this? Yeah. Oh. What the fuck? We didn't didn't do any research. (laughs) Uh, She she did some promo thing with the producer or something. Or maybe it was the director. I don't even know the difference between those two roles. Okay. So... (laughs) (laughs) Someone higher on the food chain. (laughs) But uh, I guess... um, she said that she went to like do a viewing of the the film and he was sitting next to her and he said, Olympia, you're going to win Best Actress for this. I almost did an Italian oh, accent. Even though, yeah, I don't, I He's probably not. <laughs> the likelihood of being Italian is probably not that great. And she was like, it happened. And everyone thought this film was going to flop. Even really? the actors. Yeah, they were all like, yeah, this, pro- this movie's probably not going to do very well. It got like a nine... 9- I can't, I can't see it. It was up for Best Picture. Yeah, I was going to say, it got like a pretty high rating on like IMDb and, yeah, and so Rotten good. Tomatoes and shit. Because it's fantastic. So enter Olympia. Enter Olympia. I, I said I Olivia, I'm sorry. Oh, really quick side note. I kept saying John Goodwin and John Goodman and John Goodson last week. Um, <laughs> I was drunk, so I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Um, she, oh my God. And Asia even said she's counted. How did they cast Cher's mom? Literally. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, this is what I imagine totally. of Cher's mother. <laughs> because they fucking go in and wake her up. He's like, Rose, Rose. And she just like is laying flat on her back like the dead. And she like wakes up and looks over and goes, who's dead? <laughs> <laughs> I, so my first note is all caps. Who's dead? <laughs> who's dead? It's so good. Just deadpan too. Not giving a fuck. And then, uh, oh yeah, will you grab me another beer in the fridge? Oh, I'll have one too. Oh, there's there's one left. Uh, you, you can get more champagne. champagne. Uh, okay. And what, the little bottle else? of orange juice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anything else? <laughs> no, no. So I got condoms. We're good. Um, let's focus. We got this. Okay, we can do it. So they wake up, mom. They wake up, mom. <laughs> she, she looks over. Who's dead? And then she goes, no one's dead. She shares this down. She goes, I'm getting married. And her dad's like pissed. And it's actually really beautiful because it's like the foreground is them sitting in the bed. So you only see her mom, like the side of her mom. And in the background is a mirror that's on the the dresser. So you can see Cher's reaction. So it's actually like a really beautiful Mm -hmm. shot. And she's like, I'm marrying Johnny. And she's like, do you love him? And she's like, no. And she goes, good. They drive you crazy when you love them. It's one of the best scenes. It's because the best. That's why this movie, uh, I joke because I watched it with my boyfriend and his niece who lives with us. And they both were like, this isn't a good movie. Like, it's kind of boring. What? Whatever. what? So, Asia came back and is upset. But the reason this movie is so good is not because it's exciting or crazy. Right. It's the dialogue. So when she it's says, so do you love him? And she says, no. It's like the best line in the movie. But anyway. I take that away, too, because I'm like, well, maybe I should readjust who I'm going to marry. Oh, yeah. You just got to like, do you love him? She goes, no. She goes, do you like him? Yeah, he's a good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, good. That's called dating in your 30s, everyone. (laughs) She's 37 and she's got gray. She's like, fuck this. I think she's older than that. But they said, no, because it's 37. Oh, she is 37. Yeah. Because I was guessing 38, but then she says, I'm 37. I'm not having babies. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, we're taking a champagne break. Thank you, Asia. You're welcome. All the Literally, we, we discussed one sentence. That was it. That's fine. Yeah, we're, we're still in like the first scene. It's okay. No, we, we, can, we can move forward. So the underlying, like I guess, like romantic themes and statements of this film are, I think, the best part. 
because there is there is a different aspect of love and relationship of every different type like portrayed throughout the film oh yeah. like her aunt and uncle like they get it on in they, their cute little way oh, i love them there's um the woman so her next thing is that she has to call ronnie johnny's brother and he like yells at her through the phone and you only see we only see the back of sweaty nick and oh. wait can we have a moment for the fact that they're ronnie and johnny ronnie and johnny ronnie and johnny they're brothers. i don't remember their last johnny names. flies off to see his dead d- dying mother dying mother and she well that's and that's when like, we you see gotta it call my brother ronnie he okay, calls, well, he calls him he calls Cher the next morning and he's at his dying mother's johnny does and He's like, did you call Ronnie yet? She goes, no, I'm sorry. I forgot. I'll do it today. And he's like, you have to do it. It's so important. It's so important that he's there. I can't have bad blood with my brother. We haven't talked in five years. And like, we see him, like his mother is dying in this bed, just screaming in Italian. I have no idea what the fuck she's saying. She's just yelling in Italian. And she goes, did you tell your your mother that we're getting married? And he goes, no, not yet. I'm waiting for a right time. And she's going, like, just like yelling. <laughs> Not in pain or agony or anything, just just an angry Italian. Yeah, just an angry Italian woman. And she keeps, like, throwing her hands up, just, like, annoying. There are these scenes that don't make sense because if you're going to fly all the way to Sicily because your mom's dying, she's not able to be sitting up in bed, full hair, like, done, waving her hands around. is that Italian mothers are so tough (laughs) that it's like, I could be dying and I still have time to use my last breaths to criticize your life. Yes. But then he... Calls her. She's like, okay, I'll do it today. So she calls. Well, before that, which is the best, is the greatest scream cry in the movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, gets off, he gets off. Okay. Johnny gets off the phone <laughs> with Loretta. And he, like, walks over to his mother, leans against the door, like, arm up, pressing head against And it's all it's arm. all a back shot. Like, you never see you him. You never see his face. And she's just, like, in the background, like, laying in the bed, like, with these nun nurses <laughs> around her. And he's like... <laughs> and he pulls out a handkerchief, and he's like... Oh! Again, this is why that actor was like, this is the worst. <laughs> and like, it's I like, hate my character so much. The fucking best part is they cut over to the mom, and she literally is just like waving at him like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, she just looks so pissed. <laughs> Let me die already. Yeah, she's like, be quiet while I'm dying. So she so she, so she, she calls, and Cher calls Johnny, or, or sorry, Johnny Ronnie. It's going to fuck me up. Ronnie. He answers. He's all pissy and hangs up on her. She's like, oh. So she's like, well, I got to go fucking go there. So then we see him. Then we see him. She shows up at this bread shop. She Wait, goes, it's a very important bread shop. No, it's important because something I noticed at the end is it's called the Cantalini Brothers. So Can- it's Camerari. Camerari. Camaro. Cantalini. Cantalini. Cantigny. Cantaloupe. Like the drink I'm drinking right now is a Cantalini. But um, the bakery is like a brother's bakery. Mm. So it's like... It was once theirs. It's together. a real place too. Oh, oh, is it? Shit. Yeah, this place like put it or this movie put it on the map. So now everybody goes there. Yeah, and they're like, "That's amazing." I'm filling you with so many facts for when That's you love it. No, I'm so me. happy. I'm so happy. But yeah, you you did point that out when we were watching it this time, which is because is that them, what or is mean? he just a bread maker? Is it a brother's shop, or is that their shop? I think it's their shop. It's their shop, but oh, okay. so he works at a bread shop. It's his bread shop. You come in, and, like, she walks in. She says, I'm here to see Ronnie. And the girl's like, for what? 
She goes, because I got to talk to him. And the girl's like, okay. She picks up the phone. She's like, Ronnie, somebody's here for you. Well, no, she she does. She pay. That's when I think that's when he answers the phone because she takes him down to see her. Yeah. See him. Yeah. And he's st- and this is when we see him. And I wrote he's standing in the light of the oven, greasy and sexy. Oh, my God. In a wife beater. In a wife beater. You can kind of oh. see the little edge of his tattoo. Yes. And he's lean in his this. His muscles are all greased up. And he's got he's got the scruff. His hair is like a little bit like he's he's pretty similar. You did point out that H.I. McDonough and his character in this. The grunge is the same. Yeah. The greasy, hot grungy i don't give a fuck like attitude like okay like because boy in blue he's like built yeah and then he he slims down he slims down a lot but it's like his shoulders are still built Mm -hmm. so he's got like the weird like the idealized like upside down triangle like man shape (laughs) oh yeah dan's note was no biceps no yeah yeah (laughs) dan goes where's his biceps yeah he's he's they're long because like he in in preceding movies, he was definitely like he had the biceps, but I noticed in the last two, he's just he's just lean. But he so we see him, and Asia and I audibly are like, oh. And then <laughs> I thought of you guys when I was watching it. It's like this is why you came here, right? I know. I was like, this is, but this is why we came here, not not for the freak out, just because he's so hot. <laughs> but he, um, you know, we're what. 29 minutes into the film 29 minutes and 19 seconds and we have the first this is why we came here moment like she's like hey i just want to let you know i'm marrying your brother johnny he's getting married we want you there and he's like so you're marrying my brother johnny he's just all beaten up and angry about it yeah and he goes on his first rant and he holds up this wooden broken hand and he goes johnny is the reason i lost my hand i had a wife or i had a fiance or something and he was talking to me and he made me distracted and I wasn't paying attention. I sliced my fingers off in the meat slicer. And so she, did, she, I'm maimed and she didn't love me. And she didn't love me. And she so left she, me. She left me for another man. And Cher goes, well, that's not Johnny's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a whole, like, it's a very fast movie for how much happens. Yeah. Yes. And so this is the first, like, where they quicken things up and he's just straight to the point I lost my girlfriend or my fiance because my brother distracted me and I sliced my own fingers yeah, off. Yeah. And that's why he's we like, haven't my talked life in five years. Move on. She goes, that's the bad blood between you? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I, it's been five years. You want me to get over this? Like, he's ruined my life, blah, blah, blah. And he's like yelling at this woman who's standing there who is the one, the clerk from upstairs. And he's like, Anna, or whatever her name is. He's like, give me the big knife. And she's like, I won't do it, John. Or, I won't do it, Ronnie. And he goes, bring me the big knife. I'm going to cut my throat. I'm going to cut my throat he's right like, here. I'm going to kill myself in front of this lady. <laughs> and, it's the- and it's the first scene we see him. He's already threatened suicide. It is the this is why we came here moment number one. Number one. Sure. There's 100%. several in this. Because it's so ridiculous that like Italians speak very directly and very bluntly Mm -hmm. and so they don't acknowledge that he's joking then when the scene's over and they walk away she looks at her friend and she's like i'm in love with him and he'll never know it yeah she goes (laughs) she goes this man is the most troubled man i know it's like her and some other woman i want you to mention what you pointed out it's her and this other woman just standing there because the 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 people that are in the shop is the other bread maker nick share the clerk who's this little cute girl who is like kind of a bitch and then some other lady who's just there yeah, like and the clerk's standing there and she's crying she goes 
he's so troubled and I love this man, but he'll never know because I never told him. <laughs> and what does the other girl do? You pointed the, this out. The other girl like is like looking at her and like does a really half-hearted attempt to comfort her and just like brushes her index finger like against her elbow. Yeah, just kind of like eh. like no, it wasn't even like an A. It was just like oh yeah, it was just um, like all right. I guess this is about you now. <laughs> but it was just a, such a funny scene. I'm glad you remember it better than I do. That I did. We just watched Marta. it. We just watched it. But also, it like there are these scenes that are almost like it's a Broadway play. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, and then it's like cut into another scene. Well, it's, it's a Broadway play, again. and it's also yeah we never see her again. It's a play, but it's also like this is another example of what love does to you. Is like this person who's in love with someone who she's like I never told him because he will never love again because. His one love is gone and he can't. He doesn't have room for love because his hand. And he's like, so she, Which he, she's. Which is a great plot line. Imagine being in the writing room. But being like, you know what? We should make sure that his fiance like actually broke up with him because of the hand. Oh, yeah. Well, it's even like. It's, it's, it's even kind of like that sort of complication in plot or like the conflict mm -hmm. is very melodramatic like stagey yeah like i'm even thinking of like musicals sometimes where it's like oh the only problem is the music man is actually a con man and doesn't know how to play instruments like it's just something fucking random that causes a bunch of other shit to happen yeah. but it's like a small weird niche thing yeah it's almost like there should have been a spotlight because it really does feel like a broadway play it, it, well, it's interesting that you said that, that it that's how it was written, because especially in particular, the last scene of the movie, Asia and I were like, like you pointed it out, and I was like, it 100% feels like a play. Like a play Like how up. each person comes into the scene, and like, it, and how everyone else like interacts and fills the space of the scene. It just feels like you're watching this on stage. I have so many facts about that last scene. I know. We're, we're going to get to it. Ever gonna get no, 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 there. no. We're no, getting no, there. We're going to make it. So, we're going to make it. So they, so they shortly, this is. This is my favorite day in this entire film. So she's she he you know storms off and Cher goes up after him and she goes, "Can we go somewhere and we can talk about this?" And he's like, "All right, fine." So they go to his apartment. But <laughs> before they go to his apartment, we have to enter in the subplot of her dad randomly having like a mistress. Whoa, oh, wait, wait, wait! That well, doesn't that hasn't happened yet. I thought it happens right after this. It happens between between them leaving the bakery and then going to his place. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I don't mean yeah as Basically, it's like a really weird, like, not really... That's the other reason I think it's kind of, like, theatrical is, like, it's a lot of, like, showing and not really, like, explaining, like, how long has he been seeing this lady? Right. How did he meet her? Like, obviously, he's been seeing her for a while because he's showering her with gifts, but it's just her dad in a restaurant... There's like this a, is like bimbo. Oh, wait, She's wait, a bimbo. Wait. Okay, so there are two things. So the if you back up, right after she dropped off Johnny at the airport, she went to the liquor store to buy herself a bottle of champagne and drink it by herself because she just got engaged. And the lady oh. at the store is her uh, dad's mistress. Oh. What? I missed that. Yeah. Okay. Her. Okay. Cool. So it's like so she someone knows her. in their vicinity. Like the, it's like the tight knitness oh, of this family or of the, of the, of the like Italian community. Like people in the community. So she knows them. Like she said hello to her, and then she ends up being the mistress. Gotcha. Oh, I didn't. I forgot about that. I must have been taking it. Uh, going to the bathroom. Dump. Bars for lunch. So this scene where they're in a restaurant. I forgot that this is when the scene happens. Mm -hmm. The, it cuts to this weird scene where it's her dad and the woman you see in the in the liquor store sitting across from each other. And by the way, her boobs always look great. 
Yeah. She's like she old does. Too. She's like 50 with perky tits. Old boobs. But uh, there, he bought her a gift, and she opens it up, and she, and the father's name is Cosmo. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, like a dog. So this is something that my best friend back in the Bay always yell at each other because we both love this movie so much. She goes, "Oh my God, Cosmo! Oh my God!" And it's just like I don't know a necklace. It was like a bracelet or, or some shit. It's yeah. like it's like stars and birds, and he's like, "Cause the birds always fly to the stars," or some oh, yeah. fucking yeah, dumb, some dumb shit, shit like that. It's so gross. Like this old man cheating on his wife, giving his mistress a gift, and her being like, "Oh my God, Cosmo! Oh my God!" And You're it's so like cheap good. shit. He probably bought it. You know. Yeah. He's like, I got it at Claire's. <laughs> Dad went to Claire's. Right. But uh, it's this scene where you find out that. That he's got the, he's got the mesh. Yeah, because they're sucks. just at lunch, right? Yeah, they're just at lunch. And then he drops her off somewhere. And that's literally like the end of the scene. And yeah, so, so it's like we, a play it's where it's, in, it's like initiated. Cut to the audience finding out that Cher's dad is an asshole. And then (laughs) cut back to her alone with her fiance's brother, who she got engaged to the day before. Oh, yeah. And so she goes, let's go. I'll make you steaks. She's making him steak at his apartment. And she cooks him steak. They sit down. They're talking. (laughs) She cooks him steak. And he's like, I like it well done. She's like, you're eating it bloody because you need the iron or so just so like controlling Italian woman. She goes, no, fuck that. And so they're sitting down there eating. And he's like. At some point, he's like, I lo- I was distracted. Johnny made me look the other way, and I cut my hand off. If you don't pay attention, you could lose your whole head. And she goes, no, you're, oh, you pointed out that they mentioned something about a wolf before this scene. Yeah, the, uh, okay, so uh, at the very beginning, they kind of established that Loretta, this is so small that I didn't, well, we didn't even mention it. Yeah. She like interacts with her aunt and uncle and cashes their checks at their business yeah at the store that they own because the weird subplot is that Cher gets so wrapped up in doing all of this that she doesn't cash the check and they think she stole the money and it's like a minor subplot in the sense that it's one sentence it's literally like (laughs) it's like something that happens there's like three points where it's like established she forgets at the end they freak out and it gets resolved like one sentence one sentence (laughs) and um I think it's like her aunt and uncle are like futzing around and the aunt is like badgering him and nagging at him about something. And she's like, you're a wolf. I can see it in your eyes or oh, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. It's something it's like because it, it, they're constantly talking about like the animalistic and like obviously moonstruck. And they're always talking about this big moon. Yeah. Wait, that's um, not the original name of the film. What's the original, the original name? name of the film? That's why I was trying to look it up. And I, you're going to have to like do a correctance corner or something in the next episode because I can't find it. But it was like Lady and the Wolf. Was oh. the original name of the film? He's and then, a wolf. He looks like a wolf. That's why. That's all the references. Like, yeah, 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 like a wolf without a foot or whatever. And they decided not to. But yeah, that's why there are all these wolf references. Gotcha. And they decided that it sounded like a horror movie, so they changed oh, it and they decided the on the Moonstruck. Because he and he look he does look very wolf like. Shaggy dog. He's a shaggy dog, and he's standing in his wife beater. They're talking. They're eating steak, and he's yelling at her. And then there's the best scene of the whole movie. Asia and I rewind it so many times. It's so hot. I love it so much. It's all I want. Like, literally, I want this. I want this. To a T. <laughs> I just want a psycho boy. <laughs> but he's like, 
you're going to be distracted, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, no, I know everything, and I know who you are, and you're a wolf. I'm telling you your life. Yeah, she goes, I'm telling you your life. You're a wolf. You got scared of commitment. You chewed your own paw off to get yourself out of this situation. And now you resent your brother for no reason except for that, like, you did what you needed to do to survive. And you... And it scares and not, you. And not marry the right woman. And, like, don't put yourself in a bad way. And you, it scares you. And that's what's happening. He's like, what are you doing? She goes, I'm telling you your life. And he goes, ah. And he flips the fucking table. He flips the table. And I really am curious to know how many takes they did it in. Because that ver- that <sighs> shot where he flips the table and there's like a wine glass on the table that like perfectly f- like flies up and down like in the middle of the frame and it's then he so re- he does that readjustment and I'm like she goes Asia goes he adjusts his hip puts his hand through his hair he grabs Cher by the arms pulls her up and kisses her on the mouth and we both were like I need it I want it this is what I want I want so good. the table flipping and I want it with him I want to be her and I want him <laughs> well cuz the best part about it is like because the first time Marta and I watched this was the first time either of us had seen it. Yeah. And and I think we got so excited about the kiss that it was even better because she pulls back and she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm an engaged woman. Well, she, doesn't even, she doesn't even say that. She goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then and she then looks at him and she goes they back They go in. back in and start kissing again. And, and then Marta and I were like... Yeah, we were pause, like standing pause. up. We're like, oh my god, oh my god. We rewound it, and then, oh, and then, well, first of all, he lifts her up and yells, "Son of a bitch!" Oh my <laughs> fucking best part. That is the best line of the whole movie. Son of a bitch. Sweep Cher up in his arms and goes, "Son of a bitch!" And then, and she's like, she's just like shaking her head like she's got her arms in the air like where are you taking me he goes to the bed she goes, she goes oh. <laughs> and her head flops back she goes i don't care i don't care take me to the bed and they start making out it's like the middle it's like 11 a.m or like 2 p.m i don't know and they start making out and he's like i can't believe this is happening <laughs> i have two a bed she's like take it out on me notes. she's like take it out on me take your hatred of your brother out on me and he's like okay no, no de-dressing, no nothing. He's just fucking inside her all of a sudden. Well, I'm happy for them. I'm so he's, happy for them. Yeah. I'm so jealous. I think we all are. His dick penetrated like three layers of clothing. Yeah, because she was like wearing like high boots. <laughs> she was wearing a skirt. She had an apron on. She was for sure wearing pantyhose. It was the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. At least one pair. Oh. Me too. And he just, he, and he didn't even unzip his pants. He's just humping and all of a sudden you know that they're in it. Yeah. And that's the end of the scene. That's the end of the movie. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching. What even happened? Sponsored that? by Amy Schumer. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, that's that's just like the quintessential. Like this was the fastest twelve hours you've ever experienced in your life. Because, yeah, yeah. So now they're done, and she goes home. Well, well, no, she doesn't because she sleeps. She sleeps over at the apartment, right? And this is where like the whole idea of Moonstruck comes in because yeah, it's a big moon. There's been mentions here and there of like this big ass moon that's happening, and I think like the whole thing of the movie is like the moon is hypnotizing and it's making people do these weird things, like and, love like, struck things. And, yeah, we forgot about the story of um, like the family sitting around the dinner table. And her dad's brother tells a story about him. Of sti- oh, No, no, not dad's brother. Her dad's brother-in-law. Yeah. So Olympia Dukakis's character, whose name I'll never remember. Rose. Rose. Her, Rose's brother is telling a story about uh, Loretta's dad standing outside the window, like out of their house. Yeah. Like professing his love or whatever. And there's this big moon. Yeah, he was like, I saw this moon and it was as big as a house. And Cosmo... Um, 
when I saw like how bright it was, like I thought there was a light shining in my room and then I realized it was this big magnificent moon and then I could see in the moonlight Cosmo standing outside looking in Rose's window professing his love. And of course, since Cosmo is having an affair. He's like, I'll remember that. He's <laughs> like, I don't know what you're jerk. talking about. <laughs> he's such, such a, a dick. dick about it. But so, like, that's already been, like, kind of established. So then all of a sudden this moon exists again. Yeah. And so it's showing everybody witnessing this moon. And the uncle and the um, the aunt see the moon. He goes, it's just like Cosmo's moon. He's just like that. And she's like, in this light. You look 25 years old. And he and looks at her and he's like, like, oh, shit, we about to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, he crawls up to her. And she's like, <laughs> she goes, you're an animal, you are. And I was like, he's a wolf. <laughs> it's weird to watch like these movies where a woman old in people a fucking gown yeah, is, is all of a sudden going to be having sex in this very small bed. I know, it's like very a twin. Very small beds in the 80s. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like they have like two twins pushed bed. together. Uh, but it's the, the whole like theme of the moon being like a sign yeah. yeah and it's like it's like causing everyone to be like love struck and like mesmerized and like so in love because of the moon and so like th- they're fucking or whatever and then Cher's standing there beautiful as hell standing in the moonlight in the grays. shadows with her grays Gray, with her silver hair Asia said to hair. me Asia was like Marta she has your silver hairs because I started going gray when I was like 17 <laughs> And I was like, I want to be just like her. But um, everyone wants to be like Cher and Marta. That's, that doesn't make you special. I don't think anybody wants to be like Marta. <laughs> but like Cher, yes. She's stunning in this movie. Um, but yeah, and then and then so she sees the moon. They have a moment, her and Nick, and the next morning she's like, what am I doing? I got to go. And he, she's changing into his closet. She's like, this is stupid. I'm engaged to your brother. I got to go. And he's like, but I'm in love with you. And she slaps him and goes, snap out of it. Which is the best. And then he agrees to let her go yeah. if she goes to the opera with him that night. Exactly. And goes, I love the opera and I love you. And I want both the things I love in the same room. Yeah. And so she's like, I got to go get my hair done. I got to get my eyebrows waxed. I'm going to shave my hoo-ha. I'm going to buy a new dress. Dude, we've all been there. Cher <laughs> Dude, walks vibe. you through vibe. the process of getting ready for a hot date. Yep. But like. In the most perfect poetic way. In like because it's really style. fast. Yeah. Like yeah. she goes and she just randomly walks into a hair salon and they're like, finally, babe, we got to do something about those grays. Yeah. So all of a sudden they color her hair. She walks out looking like a supermodel, even though she did before. True. I know. She already, I kind of preferred the grays, to be honest. She looks great, though, with the black hair. Bought a new dress. Oh. She, 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 got, her she got her nails done. She got her nails done. They plucked her eyebrows, but she couldn't tell. No, because they were perfect before. They were perfect. I my favorite thing about this movie, more than Nick, is honestly Cher's eyebrows. She's because great. she's got the perfect arch. They're intense, but they're also they're messy. I like sexy, messy brows, mm-hmm. and she's got big, thick, scruffy brows, but in like a really attractive way. But she gets unplucked. She gets ready for the the you know. The it's night. like she's a, so. This is Cher. Or, so I keep calling her Cher. This is Loretta two Yes. So she, this is where she takes a turn. Yes. She goes home and experiences what Asia was like, I want my life to be. She goes home, 
She's listening to the jazz station. She's oh, pouring yeah. herself a bottle of wine. She, she's dumped like all of her new fancy clothes on the floor. She's <laughs> lis- She's listening to music. She's got the fireplace going. She's got a glass of wine. She's ready. She's like about to get down and dirty on herself. Like, <laughs> you know she is. You know. You know this lady. You know this girl. You know this. But woman. it's like symbolic of her like realizing she's about to make a big decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because like she knows what she's doing by going yeah. to this opera. She's like, I'm. This. This is a lot more passion than i've experienced with johnny ever yeah and so she goes to the opera with nick and they're looking for each other outside the fountain and they're standing four feet away and they're like where is she (laughs) (laughs) and i was like if they just like literally looked they're right there and how do you miss share in a crowd right no you don't her hair grew so big her hair is amazing always but when she got it done, it, it maximized was, by like three times. Oh, yeah. Guys were whistling at her. You can't miss her. No, her hair is, ugh. But she, um, so they go to the, they go to the opera, but who's also at the opera? Papa. Papa and Big mistress. Papa. Big Papa. What's that bitch's name? I don't know her name. Oh, no. I didn't write down her name either, but again. She's only wearing pink. The boobs. The boobs. The boobs are showing. She's got pink. She's Cosmo. an older lady. She's in this bright, hot pink dress, and she's like, you didn't even tell me you liked my dress. <laughs> yeah. And he's and like, yeah, it's all right. It's good. It's weird because I feel like she is older. But if Cher's character is supposed to be like 37, I feel like this lady's only like 45. That's how yeah. I felt. She's older, but she's definitely younger than his wife. Yes. Yeah. So they run into each other. They this run is, into each other. Like oh my that's God. that moment where Loretta finds out that her dad is cheating on her mom. Yeah. But also it's after the play, she they're is at drinks. the opera with her fiance's brother so they're both they're both caught like they're yeah, it's they caught each other they're it's awkward they're both like wow what the fuck are you doing here yeah. with who is this yeah so again it's like a play where like they run into each other awkward moment walk away yes curtains curtains down down next scene they're walking home and i literally the last road i know it was love his quote get in my bed speech again if i can just find a man who will throw tables and be like, I don't give a shit if you go to hell or if I go to hell. I just want you in my bed. And I was like, yeah, me, oh, to me too. Okay. It's Passion. like this romanticized crazy thing that would never happen because this all happens in like 24 hours. I think yeah. earlier it's in like the a, podcast, it's like we were like, maybe this is my favorite hours. day in the movie. And I was like, the movie's only one two day. Days. It's, <laughs> it's two, two days. days. <laughs> but in two days, Loretta's living the dream. She gets oh, engaged yeah. and then she immediately meets Has the this best sex super of hot life. guy. They obviously have really good sex. Yeah. She good gets chemistry. her hair did. Yep. She gets it all done up. She gets. She's taken to the opera. Granted, she finds out her dad's cheating on her mom, which is a bummer. But other than right. that, she's having a fucking good two days. Hell yeah. She is. She's going to town. But she's like, we walked to your place, which I thought was funny because it's like. What did you expect? Couldn't you. Do you know your neighborhood? You can tell you're not going home. Yeah, you're in New York, too. They probably lived like at least 30 minutes away from each right. other. Right. Like I walking assume. for sure. They got off on the, a different train stop and everything. She's like, where are we? You took me to your place. He's like, I want you in my bed. She's like, I can't do this. It's terrible, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I don't give a fuck. I want you. This is the situation, blah, blah, blah. And then she eventually like goes upstairs with him. And she's like, like Whatever. okay. And she's like, yeah. good, good speech. I'm done. We've all been there. Yeah. No. You're like, yes. I haven't had anyone plead to me like that. Oh, no I one's pl- pled no. to me. I just give up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't say no in the first place. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm allowed to? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. yeah. It's like the real world version of a Broadway play. There's no pleading. It's just like, 
no, but do it. And you're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> you're like, don't, you don't need to convince me. I already said yes, but okay. <laughs> but so all our guys, parents are listening to this and realize that we're easy. <laughs> no, sorry, dad. Mom. Too. Dad. My dad will never listen to this. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, my dad doesn't know how to. No. <laughs> For sure. Uh, we are missing a very important plot point. What is it? Which is at the very same time. Oh, yeah. The fucking mom. <gasps> yeah. Like, oh. miss, like, best actress. Olivia Dukakis. I don't. I'm probably saying her last name wrong. I like it. I Dukakis think you're doing sounds great. right. It actually. sounds correct. It's like I think it's Dukakis. You know what? Nope. No, Dukakis. <laughs> Dukakis. So she has told Loretta that she thinks that her husband is cheating. Yeah, she's and like, I can tell he hasn't touched me in forever. Blah, so blah, blah, she blah. goes to the same restaurant where Loretta got engaged. Yes. Where also there was this background of oh uh, Asia of the dude who's always going on dates with like younger women and, and then getting the in actor. fights and yelling at the waitress and saying get rid of I, all sight of her all sight of her and, and bring, bring me a vodka. bottle of wine bring, oh, me, a vodka. Vodka. bring me a vodka well okay so it's the actor who plays Frasier's father in the show Frasier <laughs> but he's so cute in it and he so yeah in the opening scene before they get engaged this young woman who is? It's actually I can't a, remember the actress's I name. I can't remember her. Uh, Dale, something Dale. Is she in Saved by the Bell? She no. was in. She, she looks was like in she should be. Boy in Blue. Actually, she's in Boy in Blue, a Nick Cage she, movie. That's the love interest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, C- Cynthia Dale. I think so. I, something, something like that. Something like that. It's the lady from Boy in Blue who wears the big hats. Insert uh, here. She looks like a Cynthia Dale. I'm just gonna go with it. The confidence was there. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but it's her it's her and uh, she's on a date with this guy who is saying something fucking stupid about her aspirations or something and And there's a huge age difference because he's clearly like an older man and she's a young hot tot and she throws water in his face (laughs) oh yeah you said hot tot like that's something you say a lot I don't I'm never (laughs) confidence I love toddlers a hot tater tot (laughs) (laughs) Um, this older man and this hot little tater tot are on a date Olympia Dukakis walks in and well, down. No, no, because the, the, that interaction is in the opening scene to establish that this man brings these women to this restaurant and that's when Cher's there. So then when she, when Olympia is there having dinner by herself, same interaction happens. Another girl throws water in his yeah. face and she's out. And he gets his vodka. And he gets his vodka. Erase every trace of her and bring me some vodka. Yes. And so then they have this interaction where... Their, their tables are next to each other. They start talking, and he's like, would you like to have dinner with me? Right. And this is like, Rose is much older than him. Even though he's an older man, she's obviously older than him. Yeah. And they have dinner, and it's the dialogue between them. <gasps> it's I think it's the strongest dialogue is, of the entire yeah. film. So good. I don't even think I could try to explain it. He's basically saying, like, the reason I date younger girls is because I'm a professor, and I'm a boring piece of shit, and I know this about myself. And I'm bored of the things that I was once passionate of because I profess it. And then I get a bright, young, attractive face in the crowd once a year who's looking at me, realizing this, like hearing this stuff from me and looking at me in the way. Why are you raising? What's happening? I'm kidding. Katie's, oh, you're pointing at herself. Katie just like crowd. raised her hands, fluttered her eyes and pulled her boobs out. <laughs> I was like, who are you? What's happening? I really hope my students are listening to this. <laughs> Yo, teacher's wild. <laughs> She's a counselor. 
<laughs> Yo, counselor. She's fun. Therapist. You know therapist. what? Obviously, you know what? Loretta's a therapist because if you heard that scene after she made the steak. Oh, yeah. Dude, she can, she's she's like, I can read everyone. 100%. I, I know who you are. But he's he's basically just explaining that. And this is another aspect of what love does to you is he's like, I seek out these kids, essentially, because... It validates me. It validates me. It makes makes me realize that what they see, m- me in their eyes, is what I want to feel about myself. So I date these girls, and it only lasts a couple weeks until they realize I'm a boring piece of shit. And then I'm just like an old, washed-up fucking professor. And he's like, and it always ends. And that's what the, that's what the, no, their that dialogue is. is. That's the dialogue. And she is so brilliant Profound. in the way that she delivers everything she says and everything she does. Because she does it in a way in which she's almost like an older woman giving him advice. And you can see in his eyes, he's like turning a corner where he's attracted to this beautiful older woman. Instead of who, the 25-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. So then they leave the restaurant and it's... Re- no, it's not raining, but she like ties a babushka. <laughs> it's, not it's not a babushka. A babushka. <laughs> it's just an old lady scarf. I know, but it reminds me of a babushka. It does. So it's like the old lady scarf where you're trying to protect your hair. So she ties it around her head, and when she does, she truly looks like she's like 80 years old. He's like, "Can I walk you home?" She says yes, and that's when you're like, "Oh, he's DTF." Oh yeah, he's so DTF. Oh yeah. He's like, this woman is blowing my mind because she's actually smart. Yes, it is the quintessential, like, oh, my gosh, older women Mm. are so much cooler than younger women because they're so smart. And And they have all this wisdom and knowledge. And, like, I can talk to them and they're not ditzy and dumb. Yes. So then they're walking home. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when they're walking, they're having this conversation, their arms are linked. We haven't even talked about her father-in-law. Well, we mentioned the dogs for a second. her dad. It's no, it's her father-in-law. It's her yeah, father-in-law. I was gonna say it's his father. Her father-in-law, who Loretta lives with, along yeah. with her parents. Yeah, who has like seventeen dogs. <laughs> it's getting larger every day. He it's like, like five dogs, thirty dogs. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's one hundred and one Dalmatians. So, <laughs> like the thing is, is like this movie is so intense that they bring him out for comedic like relief. Yeah, because oh. it is a romantic comedy. It's supposed to be comedy. Oh yeah. Well, so, it is. I mean, it is comedical. So there's this song, you know how I said there are two songs? Comical. So every time the dad is walking the dogs, it's this song that goes... Oh, yeah! And it has been in my head for three days. I almost tried listening to it like driving down here. I forgot that it is that. And it's like this. But they movie. come around the corner. Yes, they come around the corner. And they meet each other. The dogs and him and her and this man that is not his son. Right. So everyone's getting caught tonight. But, but everyone got caught. And it's crazy though. It's not crazy, but it's interesting because I think that Cosmo's dad knows how almost like immature Cosmo is. Because one of the things at the beginning when Loretta's like, I'm going to get married. Like, my dad has to pay for it. And her grandpa then is like, yeah, Cosmo should pay for it. He's the father. But her dad's like, I'm not paying for it. And he's like, I'm broke. And Rose is like, you're rich as Roosevelt. You're just cheap. Yeah. (laughs) And and you're right. Because, yeah, the scene after that, he's he's like, my my son's an idiot. He's got to pay for this. He's got to be a man and blah, blah, blah. So when he bumps into her on the street, I feel like he kind of, like, gives her, like, 
I know. And then, like, carries on almost of being like, I'm going to acknowledge your fuck up. But right. But, but we both know you. your husband's a piece but of shit. Yeah. The thing is, so they have this interaction where the dogs come up and like, da, 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 da. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't acknowledge that he knows her. He just keeps walking. This jerk professor walks her to her door and wants to come in. Oh, yeah. And she says no. And he says, oh, I guess your husband's home. And she said, no, you can't come in because I'm a married woman. Yeah. And it's like this boom, bitch. Like she's the only good person in this movie. Yeah, she's like, I have boundaries for myself, not because these boundaries have been set in place based on my marriage and that I should be doing this. She's like, no, I have fucking dignity. Yeah. And you're right. She's the first person who's like, I respect. She's the, the only vows good I person took. in this movie. Even fucking grandpa with the dogs. I think he's a little shady. Probably. But... He's like in the mafia. Yeah, he's like, they're like gathered around a tombstone at the beginning. Yeah, like why wait, is that where they wait, meet? You guys, I have a note that grandpa takes dogs dogs to a park that's a no dogs park because it's a cemetery they zero in on the no dogs and he just opens up the gate and it's like fuck it oh walks see? in with the He's five dogs lets the dogs pee and poop all over these graves but they're all standing around a grave and no one talks about who the grave is no it's just and, a meeting point yeah it's all these old men who are like what's going on with your son <laughs> yeah how's your son let's gossip Gossip circle. So this is like, so everyone has been caught and everyone's being shady except Olympia Dukakis. And then it's the morning. This is all the same night, by the way. All, all so it's all, it's all officially this. been like 32 hours. Yeah. From the engagement. And uh, then comes the morning. Because then she walks home, right? Kicks she, the can. Yeah, she fucking she does kicks the walk that can. of shame she home. She kicks that can. Kicks that fucking can. Her hair looks amazing because a she's she walking share. home in stilettos, and I was like, "What the?" I'd be crawling home in those fucking shoes. <laughs> you have crawled home. I, I fucking have. We all have. I forgot you went to college with me. I have <laughs> crawled home, and several times. Uh, just she looks amazing, but she walks home. She kicks that can. That can has to be symbolic. I always hate it. Like, it's, side note, going to school with film majors was really annoying because yeah, I'd sit us. and watch this movie and somebody would, like, want to talk about the symbolism of the can. You're like, can I just watch the fucking movie? <laughs> yeah. It's a Coke Every, can. She saw it. She kicked it. That's it. Yeah. And Why now, does anyone kick a can? But the thing is, is now that you're all in the industry, you all realize that can was put there at the last minute and she probably just did it. Like, either she yeah. was told to do it or she did it and it was impromptu and it ended yeah. up being this great thing. Yeah. Exactly. People can find meaning in anything. But anyway, that was a. I, but she, but I think, I think more than anything, it's just showing that she's just like, because she's clearly like somberly enjoying her newfound romance. Exactly. And then she comes home. And this is where the play starts. And this yes. is the last scene of the movie. Yes. This is the last scene of the movie. It's all in one room, it's in the yes. kitchen. And the one thing I was going to tell you is I read that this scene was a complete nightmare to film. Really? Because everyone was arguing. It was taking forever. And they tried to, like, at one point, the crew was, like, arguing or trying to sue them because they didn't get lunch or something Uh. because it was taking so long. And I guess the grandfather stood up and said some monologue about how everybody needs to get the fuck along. This movie is brilliant. Everybody just do it, and they did it in like one take or something. That yes, might, Grandpa not, knows. He's the best. Grandpa fucking. Not just, only like, is his character the... that way, but apparently that's just him in person. Yes. Yeah. He and his dogs. Yeah. They all stood up and they were like, "Shut the fuck the up." The dogs were so done. <laughs> the dogs were done. <laughs> they were They're done. like, "I'm over this." The okay. corgi was like, "I'm done. I can't keep up with this fucking Doberman pincher anymore." Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go wiggle my ass back exactly. to my back to my dressing room. <laughs> 
so essentially this is when everybody comes to a head in the kitchen she is eating breakfast with her parents Loretta yeah because that's, that's it Loretta's just eating they're just eating breakfast and going the about, egg like, in the middle day and then people day. are just coming yeah like filtering in like yeah well, person first, after person after person like a play first Nick comes yes. um and Ronnie shows up introduces himself Whoa, wait yes. he wasn't invited no no he, he just Let's shows up he just shows I don't Ronnie think anybody was, was invited. invited he just shows up he just shows up and she's like what are you doing here and he's like I want to meet your family, like blah blah blah. When I again, whatever. thirty-two hours after they love. met, yeah, he's like, I'm in love. So they're sitting down. The four of them are having breakfast. Rose addresses fucking Cosmo in front of both Loretta and Ronnie and says, "I want you to stop seeing your fucking mistress." And he goes, "Okay." And yeah. she goes, "Good, thanks." And so then, doorbell rings again. She goes, "Oh shit, it's gonna be Johnny. He's coming back from Italy. It's not Johnny. It's the aunt, the uncle." They walk in. They go, "Share." That's not her name. <laughs> Loretta. <laughs> they go, what's going on? Is this something you want to tell? She goes, no. But she's probably like, uh, I'm fucking my fiance's brother. I don't know. <laughs> and he's here. And he's and here. And that's him. Theater, he's right there. He's got like a tooth and that's it. And <laughs> they're like, one tooth, one tooth. we went to the bank. The bank. And she goes, oh, no, the bank. I forgot to make the deposit. And they're like, we knew you would never steal from us. What you making for breakfast? And so they sit down. <laughs> Doorbell rings again. Nick goes, I got it. And she goes, no, fuck you. But then Johnny, I believe, let himself in. I think he just lets himself in. Because like, oh, because the grandpa came in the back door. Right. But the grandpa came in the back door at this time, too, at some point. And he's the dogs are coming in. They're all eating. The grandpa sits down. It's like, what's for breakfast? So there's like seven people around the table. Door rings. He comes in. Johnny goes, hey, hey. And then Ronnie's sitting at the table and he goes, oh, he must have come to like apologize to me. He goes, yeah, well. Sort of. Kind of. Not really. Kind of not really. You know, let's go with that. Yeah, like he's excited to see him. He's like, my brother, I haven't talked to you in five years. It's so nice of you to come. Mind you, both Nick and Cher are sitting there with fucking massive hickeys on their neck. Oh, yeah. Massive hickeys. And I forgot to tell you, I told you earlier, my, like, this is why we came here moment is so subtle. But it's when Johnny, maybe it's it's at the the breakfast table. Like, you don't see a whole lot of uh, Ronnie's hand. But yeah. there's this moment where his hand fucking creeps up from behind the table. And it is like, I don't oh, know. He brings it up. I don't know why. I think it's so funny because he's usually hiding it. He just takes it and just plops his prosthetic hand on the table. Oh, my God. And I had to pause because I was laughing so hard. Well, the aunt and the uncle are like, what? Because yeah. <laughs> there's like a glove. Like the role of the fake hand. It, yeah, I think it should have its own IMDb page, but <laughs> I love that. Uh, yes, but anyway, well, because at one just... point in the movie, oh, I think it's when he gives his like, "I want you to come to bed with me" speech. He puts out his hand, and Asia was like, "It's his prosthetic hand that he he sends to her, and she accepts it." Mm-hmm. Yes, where his previous wife couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Handle it. <laughs> oh. Fuck you. I immediately thought it. Was I'm sick. so alone. <laughs> I thought of Stubbs. Stubbs. Chubbs? His name's Chubbs. No, his name's Stubbs. No, it's not Stubbs. No, it's not Chubbs. It's Chubbs. In Happy Gilmore? Don't fuck with me. It's Chubbs. (laughs) I love that movie. But yeah, so so Johnny comes in. He's like, I have to tell you. Cher, and she goes, she's like, well, I have to tell you something too. And he goes, all right, well, I want to go first. She goes, okay. He goes, I can't marry you. And she goes, oh. 
instead of saying, oh, thank God, because you could see Ronnie is like, oh, thank God. She's like, what the fuck? She's like upset. You expect her to be like, me too. And instead, she just She's goes, like, this man made a promise. He gave me a ring. He's taking it back. And gave Nick's me his like, pinky ring. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. The whole table knows that she's cheating on her fiance with his brother. And she instead, because she's a bad bitch and is like, no, that's messed up. Yeah, the principal. <laughs> you made a promise. And so she just goes on this diatribe. I don't know. I don't remember how it, like, transitions into... I think it just literally switches to Ronnie being like, no, well, he literally, he literally goes, I'm going to need the ring back. She goes, fine, fuck you. And he grabs the ring and he throws it at her. And so then Nick goes, uh, Ronnie goes, will you marry me? And she goes, well, where's the ring? And he and, goes, and he's like, wait, can I borrow that? Can he's I like, hey, brother back? Johnny, <laughs> can I use your ring real quick? And Johnny just looks at him and is like, okay. And so he gives it to him. Without question, like, have you been fucking my fucking fiance for three days while I've been gone? Like, no question, just like, I'm a pussy, here you go. And so then he puts it on her ring, and Rose says, do you love him? She goes, awful bad, Ma. And she goes, ah, too bad. Yeah, she goes, I love him awful. Yeah, I love him awful. She goes, ah, that's too bad. That's too bad. And so then they make out, and they all are cheesing a champagne, and Asia pointed out again. Wait, the grandpa? Well, you were like, what are they putting in the champagne? Oh, yeah, because they put sh- sugar, sugar cubes, cubes in the champagne. That, well, that, that was the second time that they did it. We thought yeah. that they were putting seltzer or something yeah. like, in there because it like, fizzes. I was like, Tums? Mentos? I thought it was Mentos. I, was I like, always is it think Mentos? in terms of Tums or mm-hmm. like just because I – Because we're all hungover all the cause, time? Because <laughs> well, I roll with Gabby Maloney who just has them in her purse and she'll just throw them at you. Nice. At will. Tums, tums, tums. Um, but my favorite part my favorite part of the last scene is like all this is happening and like ronnie and loretta are kissing and johnny's confused and like the aunt uncle and the mom are like clapping and shit and the grandpa's like sitting there with like his oh he's crying his his fucking elbows on the table and like head in his hands and the dad or the mom or something is like are you okay he's like i'm so confused (laughs) he's crying and he's got a tissue and he goes i'm confused (laughs) and me and asia were like me always so it first of all because now that I know that that scene was like really hard for them to film because there's like 19 people in the room and 14 yeah, dogs. Yeah. Yeah, 14 <laughs> dogs. The number keeps changing. But uh like the plot line it all happened in 32 hours. Everyone's cheating on everyone and grandpa knows he's like got I have too the much tea. knowledge. He's got all too the much tea. knowledge and so many fucking dogs. So too many dogs, too many assholes cheating on each other yeah and you know what he's old he's just trying to like watch the news and take care of the dogs and now like he can't keep it all straight i had a hard time keeping it straight yeah yeah especially it's ronnie and johnny ronnie and johnny and all the i mean honestly watching it the second time through i think we picked up on a lot more but it like literally just ends it just ends with them being like Johnny, you have to have a glass of champagne. You're part of the family now because your brother is marrying your ex girlfriend. <laughs> and then it and then it zooms out and when the moon misses gone. And that's the end of the movie. Again, yeah. as I said, there are only two songs. That song and I don't know if it's that song or not. I just this so well, well now we come to the end because I know this pro- we're probably at like two fucking hours. Oh, um, that's it's, this is perfect. We did perfect. We did perfect. We did. Good. It's the duration of the film, um, an hour and forty two minutes thirty three seconds. <gasps> also the duration of Finding Nemo. Stay together. Finding, Finding Nemo. Nemo.
you see Nemo so what do we so what do we fishing away where's my son just because the amount of urine that needs to exit my body let's wrap this up no same I'm like over here like I gotta pop so bad um there's gonna be a line in this house of urine oh god no I gotta I gotta get it like in a restaurant um so what what do we want to narrow down to his specific this is why we came here moment because we have a few options okay because i know usually the default the this is why we came here moment is like the freak out it's yeah. the table i think it's the table you think it's the table but the, but the thing is he technically is like so angry though which one the one in that, the beginning, at the very beginning, I was gonna say because he knocks shit over and he truly does exert more energy yes. screaming during that. Wait, yeah. in the beginning, yeah, like when, when he's, he's like, I'm gonna kill myself, yeah, he's like, like give me the knife, he's like, bring me the big knife. I don't think he's, he's joking at all, <laughs> he's dead serious because, because I know when we did Birdie, we did the this is why we came here moment instead had to be like a really good monologue, yeah, that he did. but he didn't. But uh, the thing is, this is the first movie where he actually is yelling a lot, exactly. So, I, I don't know which one we should pick. Maybe we should just agree that it's the hand on the I think, table at the end. No, shut the fuck <laughs> up. No. I'm just kidding. Um, that's a good point, though. Honestly, I do think his freak out is, is a little bit stronger in it's the very in the first beginning. half. Yeah, like I mean, I think I think we are partial to the table flipping because you're attracted to Nick. Because I'm attracted to him throwing a that. table, grabbing share, and yelling "son of a bitch." Yeah, no, it's great. But, but I do I do think his introduction to the character is a lot more intense. You're right. I'll agree with you. Okay. Yeah, I wanna I wanna I wanna judge that one. Are we on board, Katie? I'm just here. Uh, so yes, she's for fine. the comments. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's that's the stronger one too. Because if you're gonna yell. Bring me the big knife. I want to cut my throat. I think that takes that takes the cake. Takes the cake at a bread shop. At a bread shop, it goes. I make bread. Dang. At one point, Asia was saying to me, like he was like, "I have no life. I make bread." And he was like throwing bread. bread. Is supposed to make me happy. And then, I'm so hollow. I'm so hollow. And Asia was like, "Marta, it's you." And I was like, "Wait, wait, wait what?" <laughs> I was like, "I agree, but I don't know why." Um, I don't make bread, but I am hollow. <laughs> I don't make bread, but I'm definitely hollow. Um. Well, what do we want to rate that then? With with a little bit of the context of the other films, but also like on the whole, what do we think about the this is why we came here moment as him knocking shit over in the bread shop and yelling? So, I would, you know, I would say honestly like a mid seven. I was going like, to like say 7. like a 7.4. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thoughts? I joke about this movie being bad. A lot because I think I, so I grew bad. up with it. And as a kid, like you don't see plot points. You don't see how funny so many parts are the yeah. nuances and as an adult i appreciate it because of the this is why we came here moments not because it's actually a really interesting movie yeah it's not an interesting movie no the yelling is just perfect it's like everything and nothing happens at the same time yeah, yeah. but because of the dialogue and everything i can't rate it because i haven't seen the rest of the movie well i've seen some of the movies but not all of well, the not- movies because i'm not a psychopath <laughs> we are all of wait wait until february of 2021 when we've seen all of them february then we're really crazy mark it in your calendars katie was like that's the day you die <laughs> but that's my death day um and asia are gonna hold hands and we're gonna slowly walk we're gonna crawl into his tomb in new orleans and we're gonna die together oh romeo God. and juliet style but i'll be randy and you can be one of the bitches from valley girl um 
well, no, I mean like on the whole of just like the freak out in general. Like mm-hmm. what what would you rate just the freak? It doesn't have to be compared oh, to the Oh, I give movies. it a 10. <laughs> Katie's out here throwing Bring me the big knife. Bring me the big knife. I'm going to cut my throat. It makes me happy that I know people who I can say like, oh my God, Cosmo. And people actually get that. Yeah. Like that's a big deal. This is like what, 1987? Yeah. So that's uh, a good one. I, give, I just give it a 10. Fuck. But what about, okay, so I'm now the movie, back. but now the movie overall. Movie overall. Movie overall. Four. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, damn, I was like going to give it like an eight. I was like, something. we haven't given anything a four <laughs> so far. Well, after talking about it, it's like halo effect. I want to give it an eight for sure. I, w- I was going to say I'm feeling, I'm feeling like an 8.6. Nice. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm going to give it flat eight. Flat eight. Yeah. You guys, this feels like a book club. I it is kind of anyone is. to kind of is. come be a part of this. And experience what it's like to be on a live book club. It's not live. Meeting. Oh. We're gonna edit the fuck out of this. This is live. I live to tape. Uh, live, to tape. <laughs> live to tape. It's like basically live. I'm seriously about to fucking pee my pants. I'm I know. So I know. Yeah, let's go. We gotta go. End it. Marta. Wait. So what Marta. do you rate it though? I give it an eight. An eight. Mm-hmm. So an eight Solid. and eight and eight point six. Lit. So we'll go with an eight point three. Lit. Um, as a math. whole, is that math? I don't no, know. It's math. Not. It's no, not it's, at all. It's kind of math. It's I did Uzuka. Um, so I, this has been gone in six seconds. Thank I'm you for so, joining us today. Sorry we rambled so long, but no. thank Katie's. Thank you so much for being here and driving yes. all the way down. You're from- so pretty and lovely. <laughs> End it right now. <laughs> no, we talk. we have to we have to rep our socials. We're uh, so sponsored by oh. Amy Schumer. Next week, so next week is going to be Vampire's Kiss. If you want to watch that, that is on Prime. Please I believe, fucking watch it because it's just like Mimi. It's like it's him. a horrible fucking movie. Terrible. But watch it. It's literally the entire film is this is why we came here. Yes, everything. It, like it is outrageous. It is Nick Cageiest as it gets. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Yeah, like it's obnoxious. It's out. It's insane. I strongly suggest it. Sam yes, I have Cameron. to pee. We all have to pee. I have to be Uh-oh. Sam Crum Shit. Ryan running out of time. <laughs> um, one of our buddies, Sam Crum Ryan, will be joining us for that episode. Um, but until then, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Again, I'm Marta. I'm Asia. That's Asia. And I'm Katie. And oh. our Instagram is gone in 60 seconds. And if you want to email us, our email is gone in 60 seconds at gmail.com. And, and what's the Twitter? And I took over the Twitter. It's Ginspod, capital G I N S, pod. As in Podrick. As in Podrick. Uh- um, follow us we're wait really no funny. he's not dead he, he lived um <laughs> long live podrick sir oh, podrick sir podrick <laughs> but um do you have any any of your instas or anything you want to you want to broadcast rep? that to the world not particularly okay good uh, everyone wants to enough. pass i'm not interesting I, enough for Brayden didn't he was like i'm Braden burton i'm Braden burton i do like photo stuff in a i've video. been to aruba and i only post pictures of aruba you fucking bitch Braden. <laughs> <laughs> i'm calling you out I, I have to pee. We have to go. Okay. I have to go. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>